war, debt, and the president. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Congress has now approved a compromise to reduce the deficit and avert a default that would have devastated our economy. It was a long and contentious debate, and I want to thank the American people for keeping up the pressure on their elected officials to put politics aside and work together for the good of the country. President Barack Obama touted his debt ceiling deal Tuesday, saying, We can't balance the budget on the backs of the very people who have borne the biggest brunt of this recession. Yet that's exactly what he and his coterie of Wall Street advisors have done. In the Affairs of Nations, Alexander Hamilton wrote in January 1790, Loans in times of public danger, especially from foreign war, are found an indispensable resource. It was his first report as Secretary of the Treasury to the new Congress of the United States. The country had borrowed to fight the Revolutionary War, and Hamilton proposed a system of public debt to pay those loans. The history of the U.S. national debt is inexorably tied to its many wars. The resolution this week of the so-called debt ceiling crisis is no different. Not only did a compliant Congress agree to fund President George W. Bush's wars in Iraq and Afghanistan with emergency appropriations, it did so with borrowed money, raising the debt ceiling 10 times since 2001 without quibbling. So how did the Pentagon fare in the current budget battle? It looks like it did fine, not to be confused with the soldiers and veterans who fought these wars. This year is the 50th anniversary of Eisenhower's military-industrial complex speech. He talked about the need for a balanced economy, for a healthy population. Essentially, he's to the left of Barack Obama on these issues. That was William Hartung of the Center for International Policy speaking on Democracy Now! NewsHour while the Senate assembled to vote on the debt ceiling bill. He was speaking, of course, about the late general-turned-Republican U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Michael Hudson, president of the Institute for the Study of Long-Term Economic Trends, explained the history of the debt ceiling's connection to war. It was put in in 1917, uh, during World War I, and the idea was to prevent uh, President Wilson from committing even more American troops and money to war. In every country of Europe, uh, England, France, uh, the parliamentary control over the budget was introduced to stop uh, ambitious kings or rulers uh, from waging war. So the whole purpose was to uh, limit uh, a, a government's ability to run into debt for war, because because that was the only reason that governments ran into debt. The Budget Control Act of 2011 assures drastic cuts to the U.S. social safety net. Congress will appoint a committee of 12, dubbed the Super Congress, evenly split between Republicans and Democrats, to identify $1.2 trillion in cuts by Thanksgiving. If the committee fails to meet that goal, sweeping, mandatory, across-the-board cuts are mandated. Social services would get cut, but so would the Pentagon. Or would it? The Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Progressive Caucus opposed the bill. Congressional Black Caucus Chair Emanuel Cleaver called it a sugar-coated Satan sandwich. For fiscal years 2012 and 2013, the discretionary funding approved is split between security and non-security categories. Non-security categories, like food programs, housing, Medicare and Medicaid, the basis of any genuine national security, will most likely be cut. But the so-called security budget will get hit equally hard, which Democrats suggest would be an incentive for Republicans to cooperate with the process. 
The security category includes Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the National Nuclear Security Administration, the Intelligence Community, and International Affairs. This sets up a dynamic where hawks will be trying to cut as much as possible from the State Department's diplomatic corps and foreign aid in order to favor their patrons at the Pentagon and in the weapons industry. Bill Hartung talks about the power of the military contractors. They didn't want to look like special interests, but they worked on the inside. They had Boehner on their side. They had Buck McKeon, the head of the House Armed Services Committee, whose biggest contributor is Lockheed Martin, who's got big military facilities in his district. They had people like Randy Forbes, whose district is near the Newport News shipbuilding uh, complex, which builds attack submarines and aircraft carriers. So they used their influence to get people on the inside, uh, their allies in the House, to push their agenda. President Obama's debt ceiling deal is widely considered an historic defeat for progressives, a successful attack on the New Deal and great society achievements of the past century. Maryland Democratic Congressmember Donna Edwards summed up the disappointment in which half the Democrats in the House voted against their president. She tweeted, Nada for million billionaires, corp tax loopholes aplenty, only sacrifice from the poor middle class, shared sacrifice, balance, really? Congressmember Edwards explains. I just think it's a bad framework for the future, whether it was a $20 billion uh, cut uh, to take effect this year or it was a trillion dollar. The framework that says that we can uh, cut government spending almost to the bare bones and raise no revenues whatsoever is really a bad deal for the American public. Clearly, I represent a progressive district, but I also think it's the voice of the American people that's saying we don't agree that the top 2 percent should just skate while the rest of us, 98 percent, have to bear the entire burden of the government. And not just that, but the contributing factors to our long-term debt are those tax, um, tax breaks for the wealthy, a prescription drug bill uh, from President Bush that was never paid for, and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then you add to that a financial crisis that was brought along by the irresponsibility of the financial sector. The American public, middle class and poor people, are saying, wait a second, we didn't do any of that stuff. We haven't benefited from any of that stuff, and we shouldn't have to pay for it. The Project on Government Oversight says of the Super Congress that the creation of the committee doesn't come with many requirements for transparency. Who'll be the watchdog? With the 2012 election coming up, promising to be the most expensive ever, expect the committee's deficit reduction proposal due by Thanksgiving and subject to an up-or-down vote to have very little to give thanks for. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.